What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of the First Offense Audio Installment. Just came off a Dega. It was a pretty nuts finish. We've had a lot of crazy finishes at the end of all these races, so that continues. Um, we have a ton of stuff to talk about in today's episode. It's episode 18. We're going to talk about the cup race, the Xfinity race. We'll go over our race picks and do an update on the score. We'll talk about Kyle Busch and what he said about his contracts. And then we'll do a Dover preview and a few other little things that we do every week. And that'll be it. So stay tuned before we get into it. Follow me on my other socials. I'll put a link in here. But it's first offense on everything. Alright, thanks for tuning in. Let's get into it. So before we start talking about the cup race, I just want to go over the standings real quick. And go over all the new changes after the race. So Elliott's still in the lead. He's up by 21 points. That's a pretty solid um, lead for him. And I think he's going to be really good next week at Dover. So Ryan Blaney has 21 points to gain, which really isn't that much because one wreck and Blaney finishes 10th even at worst and Elliott finishes 30th, then he'll pass him. Or he will have to get a few stage points, but he'll be within one point. Um, so yeah, Blaney's in second. Byron third. He's up a position after Logano's wreck. Uh, Kyle Busch is in fourth. He's up two positions. He's been picking through the top ten after his win and a couple top ten finishes. He's been running really good this year. Bowman, just consistent as usual. He's in fifth. I think he kind of just hovers around there pretty much all year. That's just classic Bowman. Magano is down three points after that wreck. Larson up two points. He's He hasn't had any crazy good finishes besides his win, but he's um, just been going solid for the last, I don't know, four races maybe. I think he finished third at um, Richmond, fourth at Bristol Dirt, and... I'm not sure where he finished at Martinsville, so that's good for that team. Keep getting great finishes. Truex is down a point. Chastain down a point despite winning. Didn't get enough stage points. Almarola is down to 10th, or he's up to 10th, actually. Him and Harvick both capitalized on Briscoe dropping, who's in 12th. Austin Dillon is in 13th. He's up four points. A couple more good finishes in the last few races out of that team. Who is potentially going to have to point their way into the playoffs. So they're probably right where they want to be. If not, a few more positions up. Um, Christopher Bell is in 14th. Even after that collision with Kyle Busch late in the race. Tyler Reddick's dropped way down into 15th. The ECR engines had a ton of problems. So... He's definitely got some work to do if he wants to point his way in. He's going to really have to start rattling off some good finishes or win, which I think is very, very likely. Sindrick is down to 16. He's um, He's got a win, so chances are he's going to make the playoffs. But if a ton of drivers start winning, then he, he um, he'll have to either win again or get some more points. I think drivers who are still going to win before we hit playoff time are Elliott, Blaney, neither of them have won, 
Pagano might win. Um, Truex. Who else? Maybe Almirola, probably not. Harvick, maybe. Austin Dillon, no. I, I don't think it's going to come down to one win. doesn't put you through, but it, I mean, I guess it could. It's always a possibility. All right, some other noticeable no, notable mentions are Eric Jones up to 17th, Kurt Busch up to 18th, even after that big wreck at the end. He still finished, I'm not sure, 16th. Off to, we'll go over that when we talk about the actual race. Suarez down to 19th, had some issues with his motor. Busher uh, got into a wreck. Or Suarez didn't have issues with his motor. He was caught up in a wreck along with Busher, who's in 20th. Bubba Walls, 21st. Haley, 22nd. McDowell, 23rd. Hamlin, 24th. Struggled at the end, had some fuel pressure issues. So, yeah, I think that's about it for the standings for. Um, stuff that's worth talking about court brad kozlowski didn't win he's in 29th he's gotta win he's gonna have another great shot at atlanta maybe because it's super speedway like and then daytona so we'll see what happens with that team before you get my opinions on the race i want to introduce a new segment called the couch racer segment this is inspired by um brett and freddy's couch racer brand that they made up for it's like basically people like us who are just watching and pretending like we're could drive the cars better and stuff and just couch racers it's pretty funny so um hopefully they don't sue me for this but i don't think they will so yeah this is the new side the first thing i want to talk about is what happened with logano with that wreck he was sandwiched in between eric jones and who was it I think it was, oh yeah, it was Bubba Wallace was behind him. And what happened was Truex checked up. He used a brake big time probably to get up to Jones so he could get a big bump and launch forward. It also could have had to do with, I think it was Byron up front who pulled over in front of Larson or Elliott, whatever Hendrick car was on that inside lane. So I don't really know what whose fault it was that Logano got wrecked. They were stacked up, but... He didn't get hit hard. That was the crazy part. I'm assuming that when he was up against Jones, it kind of lifted the front car up a little bit. And then when he was up against Bubba, who was behind him, that jacked up the back, got him loose. And once he turned a tiny bit, he just shot straight into the wall. And then he just went right down the hill and just caused a huge wreck. Yeah, a bunch of cars were involved in that. I'm not sure if Sindrick was involved in that, but I want to talk about him too. He had that huge damage on his right front, and they put a ton of bear bond all over it, and it was all bent and kind of killed the arrow of the car unless he was tucked into the draft. But he was like a hassle for everyone the whole race because you could see as soon as he was leading a line at one point, slowed the entire line down instantly, and... If you were behind him, I think he kind of would hold you up, even if he was tucked in the draft. So that was kind of annoying. He was out there. Obviously, he was just trying to stay in that lead pack, which I understand. If he's in the back of it, too, he's just going to probably drop off by himself right away. So he had to probably be aggressive enough to stay tucked into a line. Also, what was crazy to me is Cody Ware 
was up in the top 20 at many points of the race, like chopping it up with the maybe even top 15 at times, which I don't know. I mean, I'm surprised they were even on the pace. I'm surprised they weren't two or three laps down, but he got wrecked by his teammate. He kept it off the wall, but it kind of had that situation where all the tires go down and you get stuck out there, go laps down. So that killed his day. Um, yeah, and so the race overall, I thought it was pretty good despite them going single file and freight training. I thought they had to do that. They had to log some laps just because it's just it was too early for them to wreck. They were wrecking going for stage points and everything. I'm not, I was surprised that I think all of the last stage went green, which I was shocked about. I expected there to be a couple overtime restarts. I just did not think that would happen, but I think the leaders got strung out single file. Everything just turned to chaos mid-pack mid on the last few laps. Hamlin ran out of fuel pressure he was gonna he thought he was running out of gas that messed everything up there was guys trying the top there was guys trying to form lines on the inside they were four wide so the leaders kind of stuck together it was Jones, Chastain, Larson they kind of got a big push um out front and I thought the Toyotas had a great run coming there at the end which they definitely did they had Bubba, Kerbush, and Truex, and Bush. Kyle Bush was out right on their outside, ready to join them. Probably was going to help push them. But Larson just caught right in front of Kerr. I mean, that was just, I don't know what the deal with that was. I mean, he, he wasn't clear at all. His spotter, no way, told him he was clear. I think he was just going for the win, and I don't think he really cared. And that was a hard hit for Kurt Busch. Then he came down, clipped Bubble Walls, and that was a hard hit for Bubble Walls too, who was actually having a great race running up front. When he got out of his car, you could see he clearly got the wind knocked out of him, and was he kind of had his head on his car, probably couldn't breathe. But he's been all year. He's been running really good at the super speedway races, and he doesn't even make super aggressive mood moves he's just smart enough to keep all get in line and form a line with someone maybe he's in the front of that and just be patient enough to get a push up to the front he's actually been one of the better toyotas when it comes to super speedway races so unfortunate for that team kurt bush too both of them ran up front for the majority of the day so that's tough for them it's tough for Christopher Bell too, another Toyota, which there would have been six Toyotas left there at the end, but him and Kyle Busch kind of ran into it coming off of pit road. I don't know what happened there. Busch was getting everything he could on pit road, and Bell just was way up against Gregson, and Busch tried to go in between them because that's pretty much the only place he could go, and he clipped. Or Bell actually ran into him. Busch basically doored him or vice versa, and it caused Bell to spin. So, yeah, the Toyotas, I mean, who knows what they can do if they can get together at the end there. They could be hard to beat, but they just haven't been able to do it at Daytona, at Talladega. Even the Chevys, I mean, not the Chevys, the Hendrick cars, haven't been able to work together to the very end like the Fords did in the 500. Blaney seemed like he was the best pusher, I thought. He he could him and Elliot were tandeming and like 
they were just launching past cars that were on the inside. They were flying, just the two of them, with like Bush and a few other fast cars behind them. So I don't. I think you could have done that if you had two of the fastest cars. You could have made huge grounds, or even three. You could make huge grounds on the outside, but nothing really materialized. Materialized there at the end with that. Pretty much the only thing that happened was they started to go three, four wide, and the Toyotas were the only ones that had a shot at a run, and it just didn't happen. Um, I thought Chastain raced horrible. Not he didn't race horrible, but way over aggressive, which clearly it paid off. But I don't know how much it's gonna pay off if people know you race like that. They're not gonna help you in the future plate races. He cut Hamlin off. Almost stacked everyone up and wrecked the field there. He pushed Bush out, out of line, who dropped back to 20th. So I don't think he made many friends, but it's kind of how it goes. If you want to be aggressive like that, you might get a win, but who knows what will happen next. He's definitely been pretty out of control since he won. I mean, he pushed Blaney out of the groove at Richmond, and Blaney was like, he thinks he can do whatever he wants, so... There's been a few other things he's done, too. So, I mean, I think the, that's the way he's always driven. I don't think he's going to change. And I think it'll bring him success. But it might cost him if he's going for a win in the playoffs or something and he gets wrecked. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have to talk about with the cup race. I thought it was a pretty good race. Typical Talladega race with the crazy hard hits on the outside wall, but that's just how it goes. Racing there, just just never know what's going to happen. It's nuts how crazy the wrecks are. We never really had a big one. I guess you could consider the end crash the big one, but most of those cars made it over the line with a decent finish. So There was a few little ones that still took out a bunch of cars, but no real huge one. I think that's pretty much it with the cup race. We'll talk about what we can expect from Dover later in the episode, but now we're going to get into the all-show no-go of the week, and this one's, I think this one's got to go to Brad. I mean, I thought he was my pick to win. I thought he was going to be really good, but he just kind of just struggled with the speeding incidents and everything, and he had that white cash roll car, which I thought was really cool. So yeah, I guess he gets all show, no go. The first offense move of the race is going to go to Larson. He was running third at the time. I think it was third or... Yeah. And he just caught right in front of Kurt Busch, going for the win, tried making the pass, ended up wrecking Kurt Busch, and... Almost ended up in the wall himself. Barely held on for a fourth place finish. But I thought that was the first offense move of the race. Alright, so now we're going to get into the race pick segment of the episode. Hello. How's it going? Good, you? Doing pretty good. Alright. What's up, Garner? So. I mean, we're, we continue to close in on the lead, kind of. 
Lugano got into a wreck, but uh, Dylan came in second. You got a point for that, and I got a point for Blaney. So, 11 to 7 to 5 is the current score going to Dover. I get a pick first. Oh, I don't know who I'm going to take. I think I'm going Chase Elliott, leader in the points. Definitely due for a win. I think it's going to come. For my underdog, who could win this? I'm going to go Eric Jones, underdog. Penny, you get second pick. Okay. Hello. Um, no, you, you, did you take Logano? Who'd you take? I uh, took Elliot and Jones. Elton Jones, okay. I think I want to take Denny Hamlin and Al Marola. Good picks, solid picks. Garner, who are you taking? Um, I'm taking Kyle Larson and Austin Dillon. Denny, or no? Penner took AD last week. Yeah, he's good. Wait, no, you took Larson and... and check. I, I think I picked Denny Hamlin. You did, you did. You're good. Alright. Larson and uh, Dylan. Yep. Alright, I mean... I, I think Elliot's gonna win. I feel strong about my pick. Could put me right up there in contention. Larson, great pick. Hamlin, I good feel pick. very strong with my pick. You do? I'm very confident, yeah. Won it last year. Alright. That's it. Alright. Alright, let's see. Starting to get heated. Alright, see you guys. Yeah. All right. What were you going to say? All right. See ya. All right, guys. Now that we got the race pick segment out of the way, I got to introduce a new segment to the podcast. I'm pretty excited about this new segment. I think it's going to be pretty funny. So, yeah, the segment doesn't have a name yet. I got to come up with something funny. Uh, I don't know. If you watch Door Bumper Clear... It's another NASCAR podcast. They have Reaction Theater. It's going to be similar to that where you guys can send in a clip of what you thought of the race at anchor.fm slash firsterfence. And then you just click message and you can send one in. So basically what I'll do is I'll play them and then I'll tell you what I think about them. So it should be pretty funny. All right, so... We got the first one coming up. I just got to open Anchor. I'll play it while the mic's... I'll just play it through my phone right into the mic, and then you can get my reaction to it. So here we go. This one's from Jacob Belboni. Let's see what he thinks. Here we go. After watching today's race at Talladega, I have a couple takeaways. Firstly, Chastain has definitely created some enemies with the way he was driving and coming away with the win. He's all over the place and didn't get punished once. Secondly, Kozlowski was very disappointing. 
I was hoping to see a much more aggressive Cavs with his playoff spine jeopardy and all, but I don't know. He made a few runs, but overall, Diga was an entertaining race that had me on the edge of my seat for the final lap. I mean, yeah, first of all, they couldn't really punish Chastain. I mean, super speedway, it's a little too dangerous to wreck someone here. He's definitely got it out for him going to these next few races, Dover, Darlington, Kansas. He could definitely get used up there. But the other thing, man, don't you worry about Big Kaz. He'll be back. Atlanta, Daytona, this is just going to make the stakes way higher. So he'll be probably racing like a more of a maniac than ever. So, yeah. Thanks for the um, feedback, Jacob. I hope you send one in next week after Dover. Glad you liked the race, man. Alright guys, before I give my final thoughts in the podcast, I just want to go over next week's schedule. So, we'll see. We got Dover, and it's going to be a two-race weekend with Xfinity and Cup. So, practice is going to be Friday for Xfinity at 3 o'clock, qualifying 3.30. The race is Saturday at 1.30. My pick there is going to be... um, Hmm. I'll take AJ Allmendinger. It's going to be tough to beat Ty Gibbs, but I'll take the dinger. And then for Cup Series, we got Dover as well, 3 o'clock on Sunday. Practice is 10.30 on Saturday. Qualifying is at 11.15 Saturday. So yeah, we're already in May. Um, And after that, we got three races at Darlington. I'm not really sure what to expect going into Dover. I don't know how this package is going to race. There's only one way to find out is to see it happen. So I guess we got that to look forward to, but I don't think it will be like Martinsville where there was no passing. I don't think you can really top that, but we'll just have to find out. I expect Hendrick cars to be really good like they were last year. They swept Dover. They finished one through four. I think Toyota could be really good if they found some speed finally. They had a few weeks to try to put some speed together on these bigger tracks. I haven't really found any patterns that are big enough like last year where we knew that Larson was probably going to win every week when we were going to tracks like this. So there's still too early to tell to make any big predictions, but I think... Reddick, Chastain, maybe the Fords like Briscoe will be really good. Um, the Toyotas, hopefully they found some speed and they can bring something, but it, I'll definitely be interested to see who's got speed here. It's its own animal. It's a different style track than that we've ran at all year. So Yeah, now one last thing I want to talk about before we end the podcast is Kyle Busch and what he said about his sponsor ship situation so i'm gonna play the video right now i'll play it right through the mic and then i'll tell you what i think about it so here we go do you have any sort of time frame for when you want your plans to be decided for next year yesterday you're getting antsy about it i'm not getting antsy about it it happens it happens if it don't it don't goodbye so goodbye is an option ask joe gibbs have you been knocking on his door about it not my problem. Is it their problem then, right? <laughs> Gotta sell it. If you don't sell it, then nothing to sell or nothing to have. So it's all about the sponsor. Correct. Mm-hmm. 
That's got to be frustrating, though, in this day and age. Mm, yeah, uh, truck series is probably 95% kids with money. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that if you don't get anything from kids, that there'll be somebody else out there that will Probably not. Well, they're not going to let you go. They, they'll figure out something, won't they? Ask Joe Gibbs. So, would you retire rather than leave JGR? Really? I mean, what are we well, doing? You just, well, you just said to Bob, probably not. So I just want to clarify that. I don't want that to be mistaken. I would say I lost my ride. So... Kyle's obviously pretty mad. He's pretty frustrated. I don't really know how serious you can take this. It could just be him messing with the media. I also think it's part of it is that he's just, they're probably like messing around like, oh, we got a sponsor or we don't, blah, blah, blah. And he probably just wants them to say, maybe he wants them to say Toyota will sponsor you if we don't. And he just, he wants them to stop messing around with it. And this is his way of telling them he's not, really messing around and they should figure something out and come to him with that because he's been running good he's the best toyota right now he's probably getting impatient i don't know how much you can really look into this everyone was talking about it making a huge deal so maybe he's got a ride at indycar if he doesn't stay at in nascar so he's just got nothing to lose who knows it's just classic kyle bush Anyways, that's going to do it for today's episode. We had a lot of stuff to talk about today, so I didn't really talk about the Xfinity Series with Gregson winning. Uh, Two wins this year. He's having a great season. I think he'll be good next week, too. So, yeah, that's going to do it for the episode. I hope you guys like the episode and you guys come back next week after Dover. That's it. My socials are first or fence. Follow me on all those and send a voice message in next week so i can add it to the new segment of the podcast and hopefully i have a name for it see ya have a good week